Hi, and welcome to Voice of the Artist Dance Edition, where we're listening to the thoughts and perspectives of dance artists and dance professionals through and beyond their creative work. I'm Sandy Rosine, Creative Director at Bez Arts Hub, and we're glad you've joined us. Really good to have you, Laura. I have seen your photography around and heard your name around, but we've never met. It's really great to meet you finally. Yeah, I was thinking that earlier. It's so nice to put a, a face to cyber face yeah. name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you've done, I mean, I know you've done a lot of work with Mo Brody, who's a good friend of mine, and uh, and various other artists in the area. I don't know, Danielle, have you ever done a session with Laura? Um not as a dancer, yeah. but with some of my like choreo yeah. dancers, it was really yeah. cool. We went to Fort Langley, and I'm pretty sure we didn't have the go-ahead to do that, but we did it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and I think gorgeous. I think I met you too through like um, the Team Canada dance team, like. like yeah. I don't know, like a decade ago, right? <laughs> I know, I know. I know. Yeah. All these different like affiliate things, but we always come back to Laura, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How long have you been doing this for, Laura? Dance photography specifically? Since 2012, fall of 2012. Yeah, so it's coming okay. up on 11 years. Yeah. Okay. Which is crazy. Awesome. <laughs> well, let me tell our listeners um, who you are and just give a little bit of a... Um, a profile of you. Um, you are from Vancouver, BC, um, and this is where a lot of your work happens from. Yes. Um, and you love creating intentional and authentic portraiture. I love that. And movement and lifestyle images. Um, you. This was all born out of your own love for dance. So we'll talk about that in a minute because you grew up as a dancer and and therefore, you know, what makes you exceptionally attuned to dance photography is that you understand when and where movement images kind of grab their best moments. Um, so we can talk about that. And that I, I like that you say it's an essential communication skill to bring out the best of dancers, uh, the best out of dancers. That's fantastic. Um, and you, that you love to bring beauty and authenticity um, from every person that you photograph. That's lovely, too. Just really appreciate that. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about, you know, where you came from with regard to dance. What was kind of your history in dance before you landed on photography? Uh, um, I get asked this often, and I always have to preface it with, I did not have the skills nearly that the people that I photograph have like they're crazy beyond my ability when I was dancing um yeah. I grew up in a really small town in Manitoba so it was a very like mom and pop shop dance studio the owner okay. taught every class and okay. her mom made all of the costumes it was very sweet and it was a really nice environment <laughs> to grow up yeah. dancing in as well mm -hmm. um and I just I tried every dance style that I could, really, and I loved it all. I didn't, like, specialize in anything in particular, but I, I loved it all. And it definitely helps in what I do now, for sure. Even if I didn't have the same skill level, I definitely have the knowledge, I guess, behind mm -hmm. it, which is really helpful. Um, and it's also really lovely that dance is such a prominent part of my life still. 
because I think anyone that dances and then they hit that high school graduation and they're like, well, it's not really going to like, I don't know if it's going to stay. And it's a kind of a sad moment to, I, I still remember driving away from my dance studio being like, this is the end. Like, Aww. yeah, like Aww. I have such a visceral memory Aww. of like, so sad. Like, <laughs> so when, when I realized like, wait, this is an area that I could work in, in this completely other art form it was really exciting because mm. I was like yay this can still be a really strong part of my life still and it is and I and I love that that's awesome so what brought you to Vancouver then from Manitoba yeah school specifically yeah I came oh, out yeah. to a small um, art college that my brother had actually attended uh, about five years earlier for a different field and he, he kind of paved the way of going into an art field as well and then I also did and my parents were like yay another artist uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but very supportive so yeah I came out for school and I moved with the intention of like I'm going to move here forever I think I don't think mm-hmm. I was like I'll just come up for school and test it out I was like no I know I'm going to love it and, and mm. I'm going to stay in and I did. <laughs> awesome. Well, we're glad to have you here. The dance community here is richer for it. <laughs> Thank you. If I may, I just want to say one thing, just because, like, from seeing you at, like, with, like, my own stuff and being a former, like, dancer and then professional, like, I've had so many different situations with different photographers. Not bad, just different, mm-hmm. right? Where, like, they don't necessarily listen to the dancer in their body, especially if you're outside and, like, you know, you do a lot yeah. of that. Right. And how demanding that is on the body. And you have always been like so kind and so generous Mm -hmm. and just like you actually listen. And I think that shows in your work, to be honest, because like your stuff is just like so creative and so like beautiful and um, really shows the best of the person versus just like, here's another trick. If that makes any sense. Cause that's yeah. kind of boring, I think. Right. Yeah. Um, for sure. So it shows like the essence of the person. So I want to say thank you as a person that's seen it from behind the scenes, not just here, you know, yeah. right now. Um, but yeah, for anyone that's listening, check out Laura cause she's the best. And if you want yeah. someone to like be safe with your human, She's yeah. Playing, so. Thank you. I really yeah. appreciate hearing that. Yeah. And I try to do that in every session, Absolutely. right? Just to make them feel as comfortable as I can, especially because I feel like it's, it's so different than, I don't know if someone's just photographing like a portrait, there's obviously mm-hmm. still like a rawness and a vulnerability that happens, but in the, an art form, like photographing an art form, mm-hmm. I feel like it's one vulnerable person kind of opening themselves up to another person that's also having to kind of open themselves up and create. 100%. So I, yeah. yeah. So I think it's important to create that like comfortableness between the two people for lack of a better yeah. word. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 Well, so Laura, tell us a little bit about the journey from, from training in this art form to, you know, now 11 years later, um, what 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 kind of has been what that journey looked like? Because you've had to obviously make it into um, your profession, gather your clientele, all that kind of thing. What what has that looked like for you? Um, it was a lot of so when I when I went into college, I thought I was going to be a fashion photographer. That was what I was going to specialize mm-hmm. in. I think it's just because that was the closest thing that my brain like equated to. I don't know something that I thought would work in that field that was something other than like family and weddings Mm -hmm. um 
and we had to photograph or we had to create uh like emulate a photograph for an assignment so we had to recreate an exact photo by a photographer and kind of redo that to as specific as we could and mine was a photograph of a I think it was a ballet dancer throwing chalk or something so I found someone I think I reached out to Harvard Dance Center and was like this is what I'm trying to do. Do you have anyone? And they're like, yes, we have hundreds. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I connected with someone and created this image. And then it was like this kind of light switch of like, wait a second, like this is a, a thing that I could do. And then I just went crazy with it. And for the rest of that year that I was in school, I photographed, I don't even know, like a hundred different dancers and different styles. And because I had that studio space at the school that I was at, I was like, let's just take advantage of this. Mm-hmm. And it was, a, I don't think I realized what I was doing at the time, but I was making connections with people. I, I just looked at it as I need to create a portfolio, but looking back, back on it, I was making connections with people in the industry, mm-hmm. which was incredibly important, mm-hmm. but I was very young and naive and I didn't really like <laughs> think about that part of it. <laughs> so when I, when I got out of college and I got my first, I don't know if it was an email or a phone call for a job photographing the source actually in like ah. fall of 2012, I was like, wait a second, you're going to pay me to do this. <laughs> like it was just the weirdest, <laughs> like, Oh my God. <laughs> it was a very, very like, okay. Like this, can happen kind of moment mm. and of course it was not all everything all at once right like I wasn't just suddenly like oh and we're full-time like doing this full-time but, but it was a gradual you know growing like any business really mm-hmm. yeah and in 2017 I quit the day job that I had had for several years and went full-time and have been full-time since yeah. which is lovely yeah. wow. <laughs> that's really awesome yeah Oh boy. Um, you can go ahead, Danielle. <laughs> just to touch on that a little bit, that just like warms my heart because like I can relate to that completely. Like I had one thought I was going to go do this and then somehow I just morphed into another career and I just like absolutely love it now. So sometimes those like, if you can say success stories, whatever that is to whoever, but like if it is like successful to yourself, um, at least like for me, I feel like that's success when you find something that you naturally just fall into. Um, mm-hmm. that will sustain you for a long time. So I think that's pretty beautiful. So yeah, way to go. That's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and that is, that is really true that like success looks different to every person. Mm-hmm. Like you had mentioned, like some people's success is like, Oh, when I'm like making a certain amount or like whatever, like this, that, and whatever. But I agree if you're doing something that you're really passionate about mm-hmm. and that can sustain you and all of that, that's, to me is the definition of success. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, that's a good word. That's a good word because I do think, especially even for dancers, that that ends up being an aim that I'm going to become famous, that I'm going to become, you know, whatever. But I think, I think it's just, it is about um, choosing what you, what you're made for and, and finding ways to make it sustainable. Yeah. And I think, I think that it, you're right. That is success. What are some of your favorite companies or artists that you've photographed and why? This is hard, such a hard question to answer. <laughs> I have thought about this and there's, uh, I mean, like I had mentioned the source, I had photographed them for two seasons in like 2012 and 2013 or something. And a lot of the 
the dancers from those years that are still in the industry, I work with to this day. And I think that is so incredible because we were both, we were all just like little babies in the industry. And then now, I mean, we were still adults, but like we were (laughs) younger (laughs) and now getting to work with them as our older artists selves, it, that's been really lovely. And there's just, there's a lot of different like instructors that are work out of Harbor and a bunch of other studios that I've collaborated with that have been really nice over the last couple of years, especially there was a lot of, um, just like creative collab shoots that happened during COVID when everyone's like, we need to do something Mm -hmm. like, let's get together. Like, um, Emma Stevenson and Greer Willens that both Mm -hmm. teach at Harbor and other places as well. Um, I've done a lot of collaborating with them. And then there's also just a lot of different studios in the lower mainland that I've developed a really nice relationship with that I continue to go back. And that has been really great too, because then I get to see these dancers that are like, I don't know, maybe there were 10 when I was there and now they're like, well, now they're out of the studio. Wow. That's crazy. (laughs) I was like, that's been so long. Yeah. (laughs) But just getting to see them grow as artists over the years, like photographing someone when they're 12 and then doing their like grad dance session and seeing how much they've developed as just like people and artists is incredible and then I'm like mm. oh like all proud of them because they're <laughs> going off into the world and stuff oh, that is fantastic well and that also is the value of staying in one area to continue to build on what you're what you're photographing and the crowd of people as they grow and develop in their art that's also beautiful yeah I never even thought about that the fact that I've stayed in one place has really given me the opportunity to do that. Cause if I was moving around a bunch, I wouldn't have had that decade of watching these people grow. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really special. I have a technical question. If that's okay. Oh, yeah. I also mm-hmm. love photography. I will never be a photographer, but I can admire it. <laughs> from um, but like, so a lot of the time or majority of the time, however you want to phrase it, um, you are outdoors, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what are some like challenges for other photographers or maybe even dancers? So a two part question, lucky you, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, like what can they do to like best prepare themselves for that environment? Um, mm, okay. From a photographer standpoint, I think it's going in knowing that it might not be exactly things might not go exactly how you wanted to, to, and be being able to like pivot in that moment. Like, Oh, the light isn't working in this exact spot that I thought we were going to be at. Okay. Let's like look around and find another spot. That's going to work. Um, that happens a lot to me because like light changes so quickly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And then I think from the dancer side of things, it's tricky because it's dependent on where you are. I know that a lot of people go into it being like, Oh, I want to do a bunch of stuff on my point shoes. And I'm like, okay, we're, like it's like it's all gravel or like it's like yeah, all these angled rocks like it's so I think it's um understanding again that you're gonna have to pivot mm-hmm. on what maybe you planned so you have a bunch of poses in mind they might not work okay let's do something more simple you know like you can okay. still have your point shoes on but you might not be able to be on point on both feet like depending on where we are yeah. um also making sure that you don't 
take new point twos because they will be destroyed. <laughs> Good call. Doesn't happen a lot, but there's a few people yeah. that the parents are like, oh, they're going to need those for the studio. And I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> we're yeah. not going to move anywhere during this session. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think the biggest thing on both sides is going in with an idea, but both understanding that you might have to look around and kind of switch things up if it's not working out for you. Also, if the weather changes and it isn't exactly what you had in mind, to know that sometimes that's better. Like, if you're going into a session and you wanted just, like, beautiful, bright sun and it's overcast and a little drizzly, it mm -hmm. could make for really beautiful, like, dramatic images totally. that's, mm -hmm. like, just, yeah. like, lean into it kind of thing. Yeah. 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 It'll be flexible, yeah. I guess, yeah. in different yeah. ways. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in different ways than you expect. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, and just kind of piggybacking on that, how, what makes dance photography different from other photography? Like, how do you get good shots in dance photography? You know, particularly because you're, de you're dealing always with a moving image. And, you know, what makes it different? How do you get good shots? I think one thing that makes it different as far as, I feel like dancers are so good at portraying like a strong emotion through the images. Like if if it's going to be sun or if it was supposed to be sunny and now it's forecast like overcast and raining, um, you can get like like more of an emotion through those images. Like get them to mm -hmm. improv through some stuff, put on a, a song that they've really been liking dancing to in the studio that can really draw that out, like draw that emotion out of them. And that, I think, is where, like, the really good dance shots come from. Not the ones like, oh, this example photo is what I, like, I'm looking for. Right. I think it's the improving through and getting that emotion. I think that's I, I, the biggest difference for me is, like, mm -hmm. the emotion that they can portray versus, like, a standalone portrait. Which sometimes they... Like, portraits can also have that, but I don't know. I think there's just something that dancers bring to the table, that, which is probably why I continue to <laughs> keep photographing them. Yeah. Um, yeah, and there's also this thing about uh, knowing that, that moment to capture it as well. Like, of course, in, like, a, like a grand jeté, you know that that, like, top moment that's when that's what you want like that's the mm -hmm. shot you want but if someone's improving through it's totally different because there's just there's a lot of in-between movement where I'm watching them and I'm like ah, oh, that's not the moment and their arms coming around and that's it like there's mm -hmm. these little bits it's like a or I'll be just continuously taking photos and there'll be five that's like nope that's not it and then there's the one and that's the mm -hmm. shot that's the winning yeah, so it's, it's yeah. either knowing the exact moment in, an, in a specific, like, jumper pose, or it's just watching them improving through and finding when that moment is that you want to grab the shot. Mm, yeah. That's good. Two and very different sides of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And is, is that where you would say, because I like what you're saying, that um, that you kind of grab the authenticity of each each person is giving them the room to do what they do, how they do it as different from, you know, I want an image like, you know, what a, some amazing person that I've just seen, you know, have, have their photo taken, um, you know, and that it's, it, those are moments you can capture for sure. But, you know, the authenticity is kind of a, yeah an additional component. I also find that, 
if they're going to improv and I'm like, hey, what's a song that you're you're loving right now? Even that alone, like music selection is so personal. Mm -hmm. Everyone has a different, you know, go to song if they want to cry or like (laughs) or if they want to like do a lyrical, like really emotional numbers. So I think that that helps quite a bit. And I, I also love it because then I find new songs that I sometimes haven't heard. <laughs> and my, yeah, well, it's always, it's normally playing on my Spotify, especially oh, if we're in the studio. Yeah, so then I'll be like, and add to playlist. That's great. I have a question from a dancer's perspective. Um, like, how can dance photography kind of enhance one's career? Or do you think it does? I think it does, but what do you think? Yeah. Um, um, especially if you're going into like, yeah, you're out of school and you're like going into the professional realm, having movement and even just like, like dancey portraits almost, mm-hmm. which I also really love doing, um, website, like self-promotion on social media, mm-hmm. which is now such a huge, like part yeah. of one's career which yeah. is crazy because it used to not be <laughs> yeah. yeah um yeah just having images to share that show either the like specific style that you have mm-hmm. like if you were ballet specific or if you're going into the commercial side of things and you need images that show all of these different you know mm-hmm. genres that, that you can do or images that really show your personality like if you're bubbly and fun and you love bright colors like throw on a bright red outfit like for your dance photos like there's no specific rules as far as what you have to wear unless they're like ballet school or like you know the really specific like five photos that they need for auditions but besides that like let your personality kind of shine through as best as you can for promotional purposes yeah yeah and would you say that th- that those are some of the ways that dancers can kind of stand out, you know, by having those kind of connections to who they are? And um, definitely, yeah. Um, yeah. I think the like going into a photo shoot having a plan, like not just okay, we've got these three hours, like okay, let's let's go and see what happens. Which sometimes that's great, but if if it's for especially self promotion purposes, like think of some outfits like let's talk like lighting that you want to go with that like you know there's a lot of a back and forth discussion to make sure that what I am setting up for them is what will match what they're bringing wardrobe wise and and Mm -hmm. their personality and all that stuff too that's great what are some like challenges that you face in your career whether that's like direct with your client or behind the scenes um I mean, challenges right now might be like the strike that's happening. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, the strike that is rightfully so happening. Like these people deserve to be paid, and mm-hmm. all. Like I totally 100% agree, obviously, with everything that is going on. But it is also, I think, a little bit affecting some photographers. Mm-hmm. Not a ton, but it definitely is playing a, a challenging role in this year. Um, and then. Obviously, like, self-promotion is can be a tricky thing. I think a handful of us don't love, like, I don't know, like, talking ourselves up. Like, it's like, this is what we do and we love it. 
but I even have it happen where friends are like, how's work going? And I'll be like, yeah, it's good. And then I just don't talk very much. And my husband's like, oh, it's great. She's been doing like this and this and this. Like, I just, I don't know. I, I, I can't speak for all photographers, but I think there are a handful of us that don't love that. Like talking <laughs> about ourselves a ton. Um, yeah, I think the self-promotion thing is, kind of ebbs and flows. I remember right after I uh, quit my day job when I was like, okay, now I really have to be supporting myself. I had these roller coasters of everything is great. I can do this. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, this is awful. I'm horrible. No one, like no one was, (laughs) but they were just like, there's slow seasons and busy seasons. And I think it was those early days of realizing when those times were. Um, and now, now enjoying some of the slow moments because when it's really busy, it, it's hard to say no to things. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. You, you're sometimes really busy. So the slow times can be really nice to take a step back and, and let your creative brain relax and come back refreshed and ready to create more. But mm-hmm. I think those, those are like the biggest things for for me that stand out as far as challenges, but mm-hmm. there's, there's many, I'm sure. But <laughs> <laughs> so, so how do you recharge between those seasons? Cause I can completely yeah. relate as a choreographer or teacher, right? We have our seasons and, or if you're a choreographer, like summers used to be like insane all the time. And then, you know, depends on what you're doing in your life and things shift. And then maybe that's a good time in your life. But like, how do you recharge for yourself? Uh, um, I spend a lot of time outdoors. I think that's one of the bigger things. I travel Mm -hmm. when I have little slow seasons as well. Um, Mm -hmm. I normally go somewhere for like a month in like February, I think, because there's just like this lull right after like the new year. And I didn't do that last year. And I was like, why do I feel so sad? And I was like, oh, yeah, seasonal depression. Like, it's a thing. (laughs) It (laughs) really is. Yeah, I haven't seen the sunlight in a month when you normally go somewhere warm. That's that's why. Yeah, Yeah, I I try to travel typically somewhere where there's more sunlight in the winter. I I like that. I feel like it helps my mood for the rest of the season. Um, Yeah, just a lot of time outdoors. Like this summer, I've been hiking like crazy. Um, which has been really nice. nice. Uh, I found a good group of friends that also enjoy spending eight hours in the middle of nowhere. Oh, that's awesome. Um, just on a, on a slightly different track, uh, one of the things that we talk a lot about with on Voice of the Artist um, is the idea of mentorship and people who support you in your career journey. Have you had that along the way? I have a little bit. I don't know if those people would call themselves mentors to me, but they're people that I still like reach out to when I, I don't know, need to grab a coffee with someone and ask for their opinion on something. Um, there's a couple of instructors from uh, the college I went to, Van Arts, that I've been on and off in touch with and just kind of follow their careers as well. Um, and then there's one other dance photographer, David Cooper, who I'm yeah, sure yeah. you will know, um, <laughs> who I, when I was in school, I had to do, it was like, a in the business like program that we were in, we had to do like, I don't know, I can't even remember what the exact assignment was, but it was an assignment where I reached out to him and I met up with him and just like word vomited a whole bunch of questions to him. And he was so 
uh, open and helpful to me. And even still, occasionally he'll send me an email being like, oh, I saw this, thought you might be interested in it or, or something. Mm. So that's been really nice to have someone with that much knowledge and, mm. and years behind him in the industry. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And then just even people that I went to school with that are of similar age, it's still nice to have a peer in the industry mm-hmm. that I can text and uh, not vent, but you know, sometimes you know, <laughs> it's just like, this is hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or just someone that, that kind of understands the, the exact industry that I'm in because it's, it sometimes is a little isolating because there's yeah, normally it's me like, at my yeah. computer. <laughs> Obviously I'm like with people a lot photographing them. But then if I have a question about something, it's not like I have a coworker like beside me at another desk. Mm-hmm. It's like my dog at my feet and she's not super helpful when it comes to <laughs> <laughs> questions. <laughs> she's cute, but she yeah. doesn't help me out very well. <laughs> How is the editing process? Just from like a personal standpoint, so my husband, who you might hear upstairs with my baby, I apologize. Um, they're having fun. Um, he edits films, and that takes years sometimes. So, um, and it's like it can be like twelve-hour days, no sleep. It totally just like messes with your system. Like, do you have those kind of days, or are you able to kind of like space it out where it's not so you know, yeah. demanding on uh, your body? It. Also, so much respect to videographers. My God. <laughs> it's, a whole, it's a whole other beast. Like, I've barely dabbled in it, like, just mm-hmm. from my own personal standpoint. And it's, I'm like, it's like learning a completely new language. Absolutely. It's crazy. Um, to answer your question, um, there are seasons when I don't really leave my desk chair mm-hmm. a lot. But I have gotten a lot better at it, both for... <laughs> from a, like a, a health standpoint and, uh, I've just gotten faster, Good. I think. Amazing. So there's some like different shortcuts that I've learned from other photographers. Um, it also depends on the session. Um, cause sometimes like an outdoor session doesn't need a ton of work to it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously I have like presets and things that I add and adjust color and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But especially so, so many dancers have such beautiful skin that I'm like, you don't need any, like, I don't need like you anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even I, I prefer a much more real approach to it, but even still, yeah, it depends on the session, but I, I also sometimes do like mini studio days where I'll photograph like 30 different dancers in a day. And then that's when it, those are the long editing days. Yeah. Cause there's just a lot. Um, but I think it's the, over the years, my workflow has gotten a little bit more speedy. Mm-hmm. So that helps. Yeah. 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 Um, now, this is kind of an odd question, but um, are there unprofessional things? When dancers come into a photography session with you, are there unprofessional things that they shouldn't be doing or that you've experienced that you went, ah, oh, that's so not cool? with a photo session, um, what they're doing or how they're approaching this? Um, don't wear tight socks. Just don't, Oh, don't do it. <laughs> what 
what's the issue with tight socks? That's funny. Then they're gonna have, you know, when you wear really tight, high socks right. and you take them off, there's like aggressive sock lines for like this uh, much around your ankle. Yes. <laughs> That's not really unprofessional. It just is like, don't wear tight socks. Yeah. Um, I think, I don't even know so much about coming into the session because most of the time people are like, pretty stoked to be there like they're excited to create um I think the only thing is this happens more so with younger dancers is coming in and me going okay what are you thinking like what are you Mm. thinking pose wise and they're like oh I don't know and I'm like girl guy whoever like you have like two hours with me and you I don't know what they can do Mm -hmm. right like I don't know if they have some jump that they're really good at or are they more of a leg hold person or a back bend like Mm -hmm. Even if if it's more of a collaborative and we come up with stuff together, come in with like two or three things that you know are like shots that you're like, this is what I I want. And then I'm like, oh, you've got a killer like extension. Okay, sweet. Let's do this and this and this. Mm-hmm. Or you've got a crazy back bend. Like let's like come in with something that you know is a starting point so that we can go from mm-hmm. there because otherwise if they're just like I don't know I'm like I don't know where your skill set is I don't know if we're going to be standing in first position doing like really nice simple like is this more about like just a simple pose or are we going like crazy firebird where you're like smacking your foot against your forehead because you're so flexible <laughs> like <laughs> I think having like that that starting point that we can go from is the biggest like mistake that people make by not having that and then coming into a session um I think that's really the only like unprofessional things that happen during um I I had thought about this earlier and I was like if you inquire with any photographer and you decide against them for whatever reason you find somebody else email them and tell them Mm. like it doesn't have to be a like I don't like you. I trust them. <laughs> but it can be a, I, I went another way or I won't be needing your services or something like that. Because every email that anyone in the arts receives for, to be hired is a, oh, cool. You know, maybe this will be something. And then we're ghosted, essentially. Yeah. It happens quite okay. a bit. And I, I always send follow-up emails because people get busy and life gets in the way. And oftentimes they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And then we proceed with working together. Yeah. But I think just respecting that there is a, a, a person behind the, the email that you're yeah. sending. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it even ha- it happened with me. Like when I got married in 2017, I reached out to a bunch of photographers just to get feelers. And then I I responded to them saying, okay, I'm getting married in another, in another country, so I won't be needing your services. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, just respecting that they're a small business too, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like you're mm-hmm. emailing a Walmart to ask how much something is. It's like emailing mm-hmm. a tiny little one, like a corner store kind of thing. Yeah. And it means a lot to them about that. Like that corner store, if you purchase something, it means way more to them than if you purchase something from a big corporation mm-hmm. sure. so, yeah i think yeah. just respecting the the people behind it there's so much overlap between like your world and like at least i can only speak for like my side with the like choreography yeah. stuff like the freelance stuff because exact same thing like people inquire 
you think you're good to go and then they just like you don't hear from them and then you're just like okay I was really looking forward to like working with you but also like excited too to be in the studio for a few hours and then just like you don't hear anything or they email you four years later and they're like oh yeah remember that time (laughs) (laughs) yeah I've had a couple of people that inquire and then I don't hear anything and then yeah like a year or two later they're like oh do you remember that shoot that we wanted to do and I was like I mean kind of but you gotta refresh my memory like what were we planning or something yeah Yeah. yeah it's crazy almost anyone in a freelance like art field there's so much that overlaps right absolutely yeah. Well, and and also to acknowledge that we're all human too, and there's a little bit of a rejection thing that can go on when suddenly you get ghosted and you're like, did I do something wrong? Did I say something wrong? Have you seen my stuff and thought it was crap? Like, tell me, yeah. so I don't have to live in this in this time period of questioning my abilities and you know. Yeah, and I I consider myself very empathetic. So I even sometimes will get an email and I'm like, oh, they're yelling at me. And then I'll like, you know, text my mom. And she's like, you don't know that that tone is what they have. Like they're just, they just don't have four exclamation points at the end of every sentence. Like they're just, they're just being very businesslike. And and I'm Mm. very, um, I think a lot of my personality goes into things. So even when I'm emailing, I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm always very enthusiastic in my (laughs) emails. If you can be, absolutely, yeah. all the yeah. smiley faces. And <laughs> yeah, well, and it it keeps us being real humans together instead of, um, you know, as you say, like businesses that we aren't disposable. Like we aren't an Amazon that we'll oh we'll just go do something else. Like the every little lead, every little thing matters. And, yeah, um, you know it. it I just, I just think it's, it's not about um, even so much as protocol as being humans together and being kind to one another. That's very true. <laughs> yeah, I think just the be kind is a good underlining thing, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Let's go into something a little bit more personal. Um, what's, what's one thing you couldn't live without? Okay, does this? mean like a physical thing or like a uh, this is Danielle's question so like she gets to unpack it <laughs> um let's, again with me and two-parter questions what is up with you um maybe one could be like work-wise so like true photography and like maybe one life thing okay I think maybe the life thing for some reason the life thing is easier for me to answer <laughs> I don't know why um I think some I couldn't live without some form of like movement every day. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I'm a pretty active person. So even if it doesn't, doesn't involve like actual running or like hiking, even just like yoga or a walk mm-hmm. outside, mainly things I think outdoors probably. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that I have a dog is pretty helpful in that because <laughs> I have to take her out to go to the yeah. bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, something in photography, like a physical thing or sure. that's such a hard one. I know you couldn't do what you do without a camera. Yeah, that's why I was like, that was the first thing I thought of, but I was like, that seems too obvious. Um, Okay, I I think I'm going, it's not a a thing. Something I couldn't live without in my career is like an open and creative person to make the images with, if that makes sense. Totally. Like, Like another person that is really 
just like easy to flow and create with. I think that is the thing I couldn't live without because those are the like like the best like collaborations when it's someone mm. that is just like free flowing and just kind of goes with the flow of what how the session progresses pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. obviously the camera, but <laughs> <laughs> And okay, uh, this, I'm doing a really bad job of only answering one. Um, <laughs> um, I think also a beautiful place because, like, okay, yeah, I, I obviously I shoot in the studio a lot, but mm-hmm. when there's like I was at Golden Ears a couple weeks ago, uh, and so nice. Oh, she was like in the water, and there was like layers of mountains behind her, and I was just like, "What is this life? Like, this is crazy." Aww. So that was kind of a combination of the two, like the person mm-hmm. and the location, nice. and that that was like, "I love what I do." Like, yeah, <laughs> it was a very awesome. scenario. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, well, I'm thinking that we have a very little bit. Well, my phone's doing okay, but a uh, little bit of time left. Um, What's what's next for you? Are, you know, is this just a carry on as you always have been, or are there other things that you have envisioned that you'd like to embark on? Hmm. I'm thinking. I feel like I could talk about this for so long. Um, nice. I, <laughs> I was like, but I won't. Um, <laughs> I've been doing a lot more like uh, creative portrait work over the last couple of years. I don't know. There's something that like during COVID, I just started doing a lot more of like the portrait side of things Mm -hmm. still a lot with dancers. So there's a lot of like movement involved in that still, um, along with a lot more headshot stuff that I, I also really like doing. So I don't know if it's adding kind of continuing to do what I do, but adding a little bit more of that side of things. Mm. I also would really love to continue and do more of working with groups. Like there's so many kind of smaller contemporary companies and collectives in Vancouver that are Mm. incredible that I would really like to, to work with a little bit more. Um, Mm. especially because, uh, just like that contemporary area working with contempt dancers, they're so open to like, uh, just different shapes. It's less Mm. about like the specific line and more about let's all just like hop up and like be folded over and create like this cool, funky, shapes and that kind of thing so I think working a lot more with smaller collectives and companies would be really lovely but Mm -hmm. I will be staying in the lower mainland but in about a year and a half I'll be moving out of like the Vancouver core um into property that I've purchased oh nice good for you wow um thank you um something that I never thought was going to happen in my lifetime um so I'll still be in the lower mainland, so that's not going to change anything, but that's definitely something that will be evolving a little bit, and I'll be a little bit closer to nature directly because, I mean, there is nature in Vancouver. It's everywhere yes. here, but even more, yeah. <laughs> which will be great. That's awesome. Um, well, let's uh, – oh, I don't know if you can do this, but one word to sum up your career and why. Again, Danielle with your question. <laughs> really making me think okay um can I give two different words I know that's against the question (laughs) um okay the first one I think of right away is evolving and I I think it's because I, I 
I went into this going, dance is all I'm going to photograph. Like that's, which I really love, but the whole like portraiture and like that kind of thing kind of coming in to it. Just, I don't know. It's, it's ever evolving. And I think that's kind of beautiful. And that's one of the reasons why I love it is it's not this same thing all the time. It's always changing. And the next one I thought of was vulnerability. Mm. And I think that's because I go into it from, from like from a really vulnerable place. And I think that the person that I'm photographing also does because art is a vulnerable thing from yeah. any aspect, right? You're kind of yeah. sharing a piece of you with other people. Mm -hmm. um, one of the reasons why be kind is really important because yeah. <laughs> especially yeah. on like the internet, people yeah. cannot be. Okay. Um, yeah, I think evolving and vulnerability are the two. Yeah. Nice. A little deep, but... <laughs> hey, we're all... <laughs> no, because no, that, you know, really that tells us a lot about who you are as a co-creator. You know, when you've got a, a dance artist or an artist of any sort, um, you get to add to the collaborative part of it. And so um, for any of us who do create from those deep places, we need someone who, if they're photo photographing it, that they they are adding to that awareness of, of you know, what we're coming to to the, you know, to do that with, you know. Yeah, so. definitely. So where can where can people find you and where can they find your stuff? Um, so I'm Laura Zeke Photography on Instagram, and then mm -hmm. I'm just laurazeke.com online. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I I I love chatting with people on Instagram. Like I've made so many lovely connections mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. made a lot of good like other photography friends through Instagram, which is really really nice just to have mm. someone to bounce ideas around with. But yeah, you can find me there and reach okay. out and let's chat. Yeah, awesome. Thank you, Laura, for a really, really great conversation. We're really grateful that you're here in this community and doing what you do. Thank, Thank you, you so much. It's been so nice chatting with both of you. It's <laughs> given me a, a good bout of inspiration. It's really nice to just hey, talk oh, about good. things. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah. Well, we look forward to doing more. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Anyway. Yeah. Thank you so much. Take care. We will see you next time. Sounds good. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining us on Voice of the Artist Dance Edition. Voice of the Artist is a production of Bez Arts Hub and works in conjunction with many other dance organizations and studios. To respond to us or let us know what other topics you'd like us to cover, email hello at bezartshub.com. For more information about us, go to bezartshub.com dance. We'll see you next time.